Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. The first thing I want to talk about is mandatory face masks. Minister of Transport Shane Ross, as you heard him in the news there, confirmed that not wearing a face mask on public transport will be an offence if the Cabinet approves new rules today. He said to bring he said to bring proposals before the Cabinet today that will make wearing face masks compulsory on buses, trains, Lewis service. And Ross said that the capacity on public transport needs to be increased to 50% as people start to return to work. He said yesterday there was a subcommittee of the Cabinet and I brought a memo to them basically saying that public transport was an absolute essential it's getting very overcrowded, or very crowded in the next few weeks, and we're getting close to a point of overflow. We've got to do something serious about it. And he added, as a counter for that remedy, we're introducing mandatory face masks, which we hope will have a very dramatic effect. Now, I want to know how you feel about it. I know a lot of people are not happy about it, and some people are delighted. Uh, on the line to speak to me a little bit more about it is Dermot O'Leary, who is from the, or should I say, General Secretary of the National Bus and Rail Union. Good afternoon to you, Dermot. Good afternoon, Niall. Nice to talk to you again. Uh, Dermot, we were talking about, we, we, we spoke about this going back a while ago when you were, had been suggesting it. And now they're going to obviously make it mandatory with a possibility of getting a fine if you don't do it. But it's going to be very hard to police, isn't it? Yeah, look, I mean, I suppose some people might say to me, be careful what you wish for. But I, we've been very clear from the very start when we started this campaign back on the 1st of May, in fact, and when we wrote to the operating companies on the 14th of May, that whatever decision was ultimately be made around the capacity issue, which you referred to, which is going to increase now, and in, in, in anticipation of something like this on face covering, who would actually police it? And we'd be very, very clear with, with the companies in particular and the NTA. That's not a job for a bus driver in the case of a bus or a frontline railway staff member. So there's a lot of issues at play here, and, and, mm-hmm. and we cannot forget, and it's been mentioned already, we cannot forget that there are people in society who cannot. For, for but this, this is the point I'm going to wear. I, I mean, look, I don't wear a mask, I'll be honest with you. I find them very claustrophobic. Maybe that's just me being petty. Uh, I find them very cla- and I find it difficult to breathe in the bloody things. Uh, but in saying that, some people wear them quite comfortably. Um, I, thankfully, I don't use public transport too much. Uh, very rarely, actually. I probably can't remember the last time I used it, apart from a plane. Um, so I'm probably not going to be in a position to give out about it. But there are people out there who just don't want to wear them or don't just can't they feel very claustrophobic about it I mean and how are we how are we going to decide or how is a bus driver going to decide when somebody's queuing up for a bus or getting on you know you should be wearing a face mask and you're not and I can't let you on the bus is he going to leave them well, standing beside the, the road yeah, as I said the bus drivers it won't be the bus driver's job to police that and, and again look I said this many times the guard I suppose were very evident during the lockdown getting on buses and trains might be so to ensure that people were travelling for essential purposes only and there has to be a role here for, if it's going to be law there has to be a role for the people that police the state in relation to extra resources being made available to the transport companies So uh, random checks the, I suppose random checks well, by a member of Angarda Sheikhana Yeah look, there's lots of laws here there's lots of laws in terms of and the happy police and road traffic laws in particular happy police so I, I'm assuming that uh, the time it took took to answer or call for mandatory face coverings someone has done a bit of work in the background to come up with some different uh, methodologies uh, in relation to policing this and ensuring that people that cannot wear them for medical reasons have, have a facility where they can uh, you know explain that they, they can't wear a face mask again I suppose now look Culturally, we're moving in that direction. We we know. But do you? Do you, uh, but, do you but do you think we should be? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not disagreeing totally with the idea of uh, yeah. on buses and public transport or in crowded areas, right? But do you? I mean, do you really? Would Would you like to see an Ireland whereby you know when this is all over? that going forward we all we all start wearing masks because there's no scientific reason to want to wear a mask permanently or culturally the way, the reason they do well, it in hong kong is because of pollution it's not because of viruses so i mean well, 
you know? Yeah, no, sorry, no, no, again, look, at the cost of drifting into an area that I'm not an expert on, which is medical uh, science or public health and all that. But certainly in terms of Asia, there's been a lot of viruses in Asia over the last, go back 100 years, I yes, suppose. Yes, yeah, of course. And yeah. this, 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 this virus has clearly demonstrated to us on this side of the world that this is the, this is the current virus and we're going to be susceptible to lots of more viruses. So I think there's going to be a cultural shift here. And if it becomes mandatory, I can see a situation that if this virus disappears, and hopefully it will sooner rather than later, that people will continue to wear face masks in anticipation of, an, of, of another of the virus that comes along. Yes, yeah. Okay, okay. About capacity, okay, at the moment, a double-decker bus, how many people does it hold? Before COVID, you could have had enough to 90, including about 20-odd standing. Uh, okay. At the moment, you're looking at 17. Uh, right, so going forward, that, that, has, that capacity has to be increased, obviously, because people are going back to work and you don't have four times as many buses to put on the road. So we need to increase that capacity. And that's one of the reasons why the face coverings, I suppose one of the things we have to do in the transport industry as a collective is try to restore and instill confidence in people to travel again on public transport. And we had gridlock pre-COVID and we don't want to go back to gridlock. Unfortunately, we're faced into a situation where the social distance rules, whether it's two metre or one metre, are indeed none at all. And that's an important point I'm about to make. That before COVID, you had people, I suppose, sardine-like, if you like, on trains and buses. We cannot, no matter what happens here, we cannot go back to that. So there are going to be challenges for, for the NTA and those... But Jeremy, you're saying we can't, we can't go back to that. As it is, you know, it costs a lot of money to provide public transport in this country and every year we lose money, right? So it has to be subsidised by the state, obviously, every single Year, right? well, it, no, I wouldn't agree with your description of losing money, and you, you'll appreciate why you wouldn't agree with that. We're providing a public service, and I think one thing that the no, 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 I'm not having a go at the service, David. No, I'm, no, 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 I'm just no, saying it's, sub, it's a subsidised service by the state. Okay, but the, the point I'm saying is, as it is, you know, we we do have. I mean, okay, we'd like to extend our public transport, particularly into rural Ireland. It would be much better if we had more of it, and people had to, had, didn't have to use the cars quite as much. But in saying that, we're doing the best we can in a small country with a reasonably small population. If you're saying that we're not going to pack onto Lewis's and we're not going to pack onto buses, we never really did pack so much onto trains. Maybe, maybe the Dart, uh, but certainly uh, with Irish Rail, it was never really a packed situation. I mean, we would have had all the seats full, all right. But in saying that, are you saying going forward that we can't do that anymore? Because if we can't do that, how are people going to get around? Well, again, there's lots of moving parts, and pardon the pun, unintended, lots of moving parts in this debate in relation to reducing the traffic and the gridlock. And again, I know it's a programme for government, God help us, if it's, if it's passed, uh, there's lots of interventions being suggested in that in relation to park and ride, something we've been calling for a while. But you're going to need to increase the capacity of buses and trains. There are a number of train coaches, orders, I understand that uh, buses, uh, some and all, are not enough, but you're going to have to increase the capacity. And again, you're well, massively. To- I mean, if you're, if you're going to introduce a no, no. program for government if you want to reduce park and ride and on top of that you're reducing capacity you're going to ma- have to massively increase the stock Oh, there's no doubt about that. And again, Ireland is not the only country facing that challenge. I mean, we, we, again, we, we looked across the, uh, Europe and indeed even as far as Asia, people are struggling with that sort of thing about increasing capacity in, 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 at a fast pace. And it's, it is difficult. So no one said it's going to be easy. But again, I suppose we are providing a public service similar to the, the health and education, for example. And it's something that needs to be done. And again, because of the green uh, imprint, if I could put it that way, on the, on the draft programme for government, there is a onus on all of us, we're told, that we're going to have to decrease uh, our car usage and we're going to have to increase our public transport and walking and cycling. So there's a lot of stuff going on here in this mix. Right, okay. Well, look, um, I, and when do you expect it? Well, I, I suppose if he, if he brings this to Cabinet today and it's rubber stamp by the Cabinet and there's legislation brought in, this will probably happen from Monday, I imagine. Um, well, I, is well, that what you're expecting? 
Well, I, I, I don't have any uh, indication of when it's going to happen, but I, I, I suspect that people will probably move themselves over the next 24 hours and 48 hours to start wearing face coverings on the basis of the message. Mm. Uh, What's the observation, Dermot, at the moment? I mean, uh, you know, from an observational level, when you've been kind of on the transport, I mean, are people, what percentage of people are wearing them ah, look, voluntarily? You're, you're, you're down, you're down very look. I mean, you're down, you're down to two and three and maybe five. And it's increased, in, in, I suppose, a small bit over the last week or 10 days, but not of any significance. And that's the reason why, I suppose, they're making it mandatory now along with reducing the social distancing. So the take-up has been slow. Uh, look, unfortunately, it's, it's taken, it'll take law uh, to, to force people in, 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 in Yeah, but there's, they are saying that under 13-year-olds don't have to wear them. So, you know, I can see a lot of older people on the bus and a group of teenagers who don't have to wear them. And there might be, I don't know, there might be a bit of conflict over that whole idea. Uh, you and that's, know. Where, and that's, where, that's where the policing of this issue yeah. is, is, is paramount importance was really. All right, but listen, thank you very much indeed. It's going to be a complicated thank situation, you know, but we'll all get through thank it. Uh, Dermot, I uh, appreciate you coming on the air. Dermot O'Leary... <laughs> Pardon me. General Secretary uh, of the National Rail and Bus Union. All right, now let me just go to David. David, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, David? Hi, Niall. How are things? You're a taxi driver. What about us? Every, no, isn't yeah. there a song out there? What, oh, Michael Jackson. What about us? <laughs> Everybody wants to know what about us, David. You, I mean, what about you? I mean, social distance. So how can you social distance in a taxi? It can't be done. I no. went on to the NTA a couple of weeks ago asking them, you know, what do I do with my taxi? And you wanted me, well, there's no social distancing in a taxi. And I said, that's a bit stupid. But I've got a seven-seater. means I can carry seven passengers anywhere in Ireland, anywhere I want to go. Yeah. And I don't have to social distance. She said, yeah. And I said, sure, if I have a 52-seater bus, I can only carry, what, nine passengers, ten passengers? And she was going, yeah, yeah. So then we went and got screens fitted in our cars. Cost us a thousand euros. I've, I've seen some taxis with them. It's a bit impersonal, yeah, but go on. Yeah, it I know. is, yeah, yeah. But yeah, then we decided to the insurance companies are giving you this rigmarole, that's only protecting the driver. So you don't know how, where you stand. Or yeah, what because you if you've three, I mean, so if you have a screen, I've seen one lad and he's like in a little box in his taxi. He has a screen around him, like a cube around him, right? But so how many people are you allowed to let into the taxi when you have a screen? Well, we're still allowed to let four in. The screen that I have fitted, and I was fitted, we've got an engineer search and everything for it. It was fitted properly by a company in Dublin. Right. Um, was well, so that expensive, really, really by the way? Is that, is, that, is that expensive? It, well, it's 300, one I was 320 euros. Still enough, isn't it? In, yeah. in one car. And yeah. then the other car was a bigger car, so that cost 450. And so the screen, just to describe it for people who don't know, so the, I'm assuming the screen is at the back of your seat. It's at the back of the two seats. So when the passengers get in the back, they're completely blanked out from the front front of the car. Right, okay. But I did see one fella and he had just his driver's seat screened off. Yeah, well, no, if he's got his driver's screened off, looking at what we're looking at, he's breaking the law because if he has an accident, he's not covered by insurance. With the company we use, which I won't mention right now if you want me to. No, and so you mention the name if you want is, to. Which is, which is O'Sullivan's in Dublin. Yeah. And they gave us an engineer's report and all showing us that the cars were done and that was the Toyota events and the blue deer bag, whatever else they're done. And so uh, this right. place, O'Sullivan's, they fit the, the pair specs? They fit they, it. Fit it there and then. I take okay. about two and a half hours to get a normal car done when you go up to them. And that's floor to ceiling? That's No, there's a gap underneath the seat, which is which is the proper height for the seat for you to put your feet under. So it's not blocking you your feet. Right, okay, because I was going to say that would be very uncomfortable. Yeah. The whole round, no sharp yeah. edges, no nothing. You know yeah. what I mean? It's really first class now. It's very, very good. Okay, so well then, I, I'm wondering then, you're saying to me there's no social distance, but you don't need social distance. Three people can get in the back. If they want to spread it amongst each other, their mates or whatever, that's, that's fine. That's their business, isn't it? Yeah, but this is not compulsory neither. This is stuff that we're doing ourselves for our own safety. But I do believe there's a lot of... I mean, look, you know, as much as I give out about the government, there are so many different occupations in this country, the government can't think of everybody. And I suppose there's a, there's a sense of, you know, you need to regulate your own business and do your own bit to make sure that you're safe. 
whatever about your passengers. You can do whatever you can, but you can't. There's no possible way of you making sure your passengers are safe from each other. That's just yeah. out, that's out of your well, responsibility. When, when, they, when they say there's no social distancing, so we're, we can carry. So what's going to stop us getting the virus or us giving the virus? And keep forgetting, we're one of the biggest industries in Ireland. We're one of the biggest. But I mean, you've answered your own question, David. If you if you are a driver who is concerned about COVID nineteen, or maybe you have COPD, or maybe you have, you're a diabetic, or, or you're concerned, the only solution for you is a screen, and you only let people in the back of your car. There's your, oh yeah, but it's not your that, answer. That, that's so long as the insurance companies cover us to have the screen. Right, okay. Yeah. So we're back to another ball game. Right, okay. Yeah, well, well yes, okay. So you be, there should be guidelines, is what you're saying. There should, should be, be guidelines. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I get you. And how's business, by the way, David? Business has been brutal. I very, very. No, I'm lucky. I do a bit of work. I do a bit of sample work. That keeps me going. But everybody else, we have, I haven't carried a passenger since uh, March. So, Because there's, there's nobody going to restaurants or bars or pubs or no, events no, or... There's nothing. A few of the lads I know all went back on last week and the week before. They're doing little bits and pieces, but when if, if they lose the three hundred and fifty euro and they got to go back to work, that's when the trouble is going to start because the work is not out there and it's not going to be out there. So are, are you suggesting that the government should keep that three fifty euro until the country is back to some level of normality where business can actually be done? And, at, the, and, at the moment, for but, it, but yeah, it just means that the taxi drivers are probably going to have to go on the dole. That's, that's all it's going to be, yeah. yeah, but yeah. If you do, then you're going to have to surrender your insurance, you're going to surrender your license, and then you lose the whole lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a tough time. I, I understand. And, and, you know, the government should be trying to support people as best as they possibly can. And if you can prove from your tax returns that you're a taxi driver for the last, I don't know, few years. Well, I'm, you I'm, should, over 20, I'm over 25 years. Of well, you should be supported. You should be supported yeah. by the sick. It's not your fault that, you know, you've just lost all your business. You know? Well, I, unfortunately, there's a lot of lads out there in, in worse scenarios than I am. But it's just to look and sit back and go, hold on, when, when is this going to stop? Every time you listen to the transport, are you only talking about buses, trains, public trains, and they never, never mention taxes. If they bring in this new uh, legislation in relation to mandatory mass and public transport, I suppose you, you kind of are classed as public transport. Are you going yeah. to be insisting as a taxi driver that every passenger wears one? Well, hopefully, yes. Right, OK. So when, when people get in, you'll be saying, where's your mask? Well, by right, we should be allowed to say them. Why, why should, we are public transport. We do, we're, we're part of the National Transport Authority. And they keep forgetting about us. Mm. So they're given no guidelines whatsoever for taxis. We're told. We and will you refuse a fare no. without a mask? I don't think you will, will you? Well, I don't think I will. No, definitely <laughs> not. Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> you need the business. <laughs> That'd be lunacy. <laughs> <laughs> we need the business. Day. Well, David, good luck, and I hope things work out for you. I'll try and get an answer for that in relation to guidelines. Maybe we'll, we'll get a message off to Shane Ross in relation to that and the guidelines for taxi drivers or insurance companies and certainly see what they're up to when it comes to those uh, screens because I want to go to Steve as well, who's also a taxi driver. Steve, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Steve? Hey, no, good, thanks. Good. God, well, we'll, we'll all say a prayer for the taxi drivers today because I know you guys are struggling through this. I know it's tough. We, we tend to forget yeah. about different occupations and you know, how hard, how badly they've been hit by it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think everybody, like, you know, in many different uh, occupations, they've been hit hard. I mean, for instance, yesterday morning from 8 o'clock to 12 o'clock, uh, I, I did two jobs. Right. This is my first week back. Now, before I went back to work, I had to spend €220 Euro on a screen. I've emailed and called... Did you uh, get your screen in Sullivan's as well? No, no, I got an uh, Oscars and Fingers. Right, okay, okay. Which, in, I just think it was a better system. It's, it's uh, ratchet straps to the back of your bar, you know, the, the headrest bars. Right, so okay. So it comes on and off in five minutes. Okay, yeah. so, you, so you can take it on and off. So, but but I, would there be an issue then with, you know, what happens if you don't fit it properly? No, because it's fit, 
specifically for my car. My okay. car's a Mercedes. Did you get a, certi- so you get a certificate for that you as well? You get a certificate with okay. that as well. Okay, yeah. all right, okay. Yeah. Okay, so um, so you have your screen. How much does it cost, by the way? 220. Okay, so you have your screen, 220 yeah. quid. And I'm assuming you're not letting somebody in in the front seat of the car. No. Now, right. you wouldn't believe the amount of people that would try and get in the front of the car and you have to put your hand up, even though I have a sticker on the front with the COVID sign saying, uh, please sit in the back. Right, and they know? still try and get in. They still try and get in the front. I mean, I don't know where people's heads are. No, these I, days, I mean, people don't be thinking. Okay, so, right. and do you do you limit the amount of people in the back of the car, or is it just three? That's it. Um, well, three. Yeah. Three. I mean, if the three people together want to get in the back of the car, have, not having a face mask on is a, is an issue. It really is. You know, it, it, and I'm not mentioning it on the radio either. Like, no, you you, you never mentioned taxis that time. No, you're right. No, I didn't. You know, I mean, no, and I, well, I, I and I'm re- but see, I'm reading it here from the news, and it yeah. says making face masks compulsory on buses, trains, Lewis and Lewis service. Yeah, we are part of the NTA. Yeah. Mind you, I didn't mention I didn't mention planes yeah. there either. But I mean, no, we didn't, we didn't, no, but know. they're not part of the NTA. We're talking about the NTA here, yeah. the National Transport of Ireland. They never like like I said, we we emailed and called them, and we've had no response. I suppose to see the argument is, and I, I I'm not saying I understand it, right? But mm. it's a difficult one because there is no actual answer to it, and I suppose it's down to your personal protection and what you feel is the right thing for you. As a taxi driver. I understand that, but it's a bit of a gamble at the same time, because well, if we go ahead and put... We, 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 I, I took my own initiative here, and I, I put the screen in, for my own safety and the safety of the passengers. Somewhere down the line, now I've had to contact the insurance to say, look, I've, I've installed this. It's not interfering with side airbags or nothing. Um, and they gave me a letter to say that's okay, so I can get the car NTT and suitability test. Right. But somewhere down the line... The NTA com- could come back to us and say, that's not suitable for your car, we didn't authorise this. All we were looking for, some sort of guideline, the way they've done it on buses, uh, trains, and uh, Lewis. And there's, there's been no mention of taxis whatsoever. And what, about, and what about masks? If they bring this in from Monday, which is a possibility, will you, will yeah, you unless, be... Unless nobody has a mask, you're not getting in the car. As slow as it is, it, it, the law is the law, or the guidelines are the guidelines. You know, I want to keep safe, I... I I've got so are you? But but I mean, if you have a screen right mm. behind you, why would you refuse somebody not wearing a mask? So, so there are no risks to you. There are minimal risk anyway. You know, they, according they, to Tony Holland, yeah, anyway. But but I mean, I there, do, there I are absolutely have. no risk if you've got a screen. So why would you? Why would you tell them to wear a mask? Yeah. Is it different yeah, on a bus? Is it different on a bus where you've got strangers? Yeah. Normally, if three people get into your taxi, they're normally related or best friends. Are working together, so they have yeah. their own. That's their own response. But personally, that's just the way I look at it. It's their responsibility. If they feel it's safe to get in together, the three of them without masks, sure, fine. You've got a screen. You're protected. Yeah. No. No. That's that's true. That that is true. But it's just about self awareness, really. You know. Hmm. And no, people need to protect themselves as well as everybody. But what? Else. But what are you? What are you guys going to do? I mean, David, there just before you were saying business is disastrous at the moment. You know, obviously you'd be getting more on the COVID payment than you would mm. going out and do a week's work, right? Yeah. So, what are you going to do now when the COVID payment goes? You're kind of forced. My, to... I cancelled mine last week. I'm running on my own steam here. And are you making as much as the COVID payment? I mean, look, this is my first week back, so I'm playing it by year. Everything has gone back up for me. It was, like, well, my, well, it was not a personal mean? question. It's your first week back. You're back since Monday. How well, you? I'm going to have to work extra hours to try and make up more. But have you made? Have you? Are you already up on the deal? Have you, no. have you, have you made more than COVID? No. 
Not since Monday, no. I know. Well, that's, I was going to say, what's that? You're not going to survive on that, are you? And like football matches, gigs, events, um, they're the big things that you know you you guys get business out of. Yeah, they're not. There's no mention of that at the moment. No, <laughs> but no. we're looking probably Christmas. Mm. So yeah. how are you, how are you going to survive? You, like, I don't know if your personal circumstances, whether you're paying rent, mortgage, whatever uh, it is. You I'm know, just playing. I'm just playing by ear right now. Mm. I don't know. Like everybody else, it's so uncertain. It's, it's nobody knows what way it's going to go for many business. Yep. You know, so it, it's work day by day and do the best you can. That's, okay, that's all I've got right now. Okay, but what you're looking for is the government, the same as David. You're looking for a bit of guidance from the transport yeah, authority. It wouldn't go hurt. It wouldn't be. Wouldn't, it's not rocket science. Yeah, and certainly the insurance companies to get on board with some sort of commonality yeah. in the yeah, yeah commonality in the guidance that they're giving you in relation to these screens and what you exactly. should and shouldn't do. Everybody needs to start working together here yeah. and not just yeah. No, I agree. Couldn't agree. You know. Okay. Let, let's let's address the the elephant in the room. You know. All right. Well, listen. I appreciate it, and I, and I and by the way, I hope you do all right. I hope you make a few quid. All right. Cheers, man. I love the show. All right. See you then. Bye. Take care, pal. All right, loads of messages, by the way, coming in on WhatsApp, all right? Niall, hey, uh, listen, I'm very happy about this, uh, the masks being mandatory on the buses. Um, since a lot of people have been going back to work, like myself this week, um, like four and five buses are passing me on the way, like at the bus stop on the way home. I can't even get a bus to go home. It's absolutely ridiculous. So I think uh, it's actually a long time waiting for this. I actually thought it should have been done two weeks ago, to be fair. Um, no, I'm really happy about it. It's about time. She's really happy about it. About time. And I suppose the point she's making is that hopefully they can increase the capacity on the buses now if everybody wears masks. Hence then she'll be able to get her bus and they won't be passing around the streets anymore. Niall, I'm like you. I find those flat masks, you know, the ones that are flat against your face, very, very claustrophobic to breathe through. So, my husband came home with one the other day and now it looks a little bit silly because it comes out from your nose and mouth like a beak for all intents and purposes you might look silly but you are keeping other people safe you're not getting smothered you're not going to find it hard to breathe i'll must find out what they're called but they're much much better they come out from your face into a little pouch i suppose like a slightly rigid pouch out away from your nose and mouth so you're not sucking in on the mask coming close to your face and you're breathing making it hard to to breathe so keep an eye out for those. I know the ones you're talking about. I think you can get them on Amazon or online. I think they're called N something. There's a two numbers after it, N52 or 73 or 85 or something. I don't know what they're called. But they they are ones, of course, that surgeons use. Um, N95. There you go. N9, thank you, Helena. N95. They're the ones that... So when you're in a hospital setting, a nurse wears the standard flat mask. A surgeon, when he's operating, will wear one of these N95s. Now, again, they are only designed, These all these masks are designed, of course, for hospital settings. It's something new to us that we're now you know, wearing them in a public setting. Um, and the advice, of course, is if you are wearing a mask and you're one of those people who wants to wear a mask, I would urge everybody to make sure that if you're wearing the flimsier ones, that you have quite a few of them so you can dispose of them. Uh, if you're wearing a more decent one, that you wash it on a regular basis. There is absolutely no point... No point whatsoever in you wearing a mask if it's filthy dirty. There is no point in you wearing a mask if you're pulling at it, fixing it. So if it's not comfortable on your face and you're constantly messing with the thing, you might as well just not wear the mask at all because you still have other people at risk beside you. So this is the whole science behind masks. They're only good for short periods of time. 
of course, on you're on a bus on a 20 or 15, 20 minute journey, uh, a half an hour journey, that's fine. I don't know how it's going to work out on an airplane for eight or nine hours. You're heading off to Metro America or something like that. Because they were never designed, surgical masks, to be worn for more than 20 minutes, maybe an hour. They were designed initially for nurses who wanted to tend to somebody who maybe had an infection uh, so they wouldn't pass on you know, with their spit or whatever, you know, to that infection or that cut or whatever, when they were dealing with a patient. And you'll always see a nurse in a hospital, she'll wear the mask, she'll do your bit, her bits and pieces, which is scrubby, whatever she's doing to you, stick her needle in you or whatever, she's putting a, you know, a catheter on you or whatever it is. And then she'll take the mask off, throw it in the bin, and for the next patient, she gets another mask. Because that's the way masks were designed. The science is very sketchy around the idea of members of the public wearing masks all the time. There are scientists and professors out there who tell you not to wear them, and there are those who tell you to wear them. The moment this country has chosen now uh, to use this to wear them. And I, and I was thinking about it today, and I was saying, well, if it's such a great idea, right, why, I mean, if you look back at, say, contact tracing over the last four months, we've been told by Tony Holan, uh, you know, where these people who are getting COVID-19 how they're getting it. Oh, they got it off a friend. They got it off a family member. They've always said, we nearly know, say, if there's 30 people got it, we know where 28 of them got it, but we don't know where the other two is. So that they, we don't know where they got it from. But we know the other 28 may have got it off a family member who had it through contact tracing, blah, 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 blah. So in other words, the majority of the spread of COVID-19 was through groups of people who know each other. There's been very little spread through Tesco's or Dunn stores or, you know, or possibly on buses. I don't know. But well, we haven't really had buses, I suppose, uh, you know, for a good period of time during this. But if we're saying, if we're basing this on science and we're saying we should wear masks in a shop or on a bus, well, then why aren't we saying we should be wearing masks in our houses? Because most people actually cut it from a friend or from a family member. Or why aren't we saying we should be wearing masks in work? But we're not saying that. So the science that we're using, we're kind of contradicting ourselves and being slightly hypocritical about the way we're using science and data. Uh, anyway, I just thought I'd mention that. But, but of course, we're not going to ban them in houses, and we wouldn't ban them in houses. And we wouldn't do that. Uh, let me go to Jer. Jer, you're a taxi driver. You're on Classic Kids. Jer, Jer how are you doing? That's about nine yourself. Good. You're, you're saying the screens don't work. Yeah, well, we did, uh, that myself, one of my colleagues had a doctor in the car last week, taking him up to the regional, and uh, he had a screen in the car. And there is a, a slot so that you can get paid from the customer, you know? Right. And, you were asking about it. He said it didn't matter what some of the sleeves or said that the germs are going everywhere. And it, it, it goes through the slots. Yeah, the screen didn't matter. He said you were, you were still going to get it anyway. Yeah, but, well, I'm sure it reduces us. You know, it may well, it may not be it may not be a hundred percent, but if, and yeah, you're right. If there's a slot, well, I mean, obviously there's a slot for a virus to get through. If that really was the case, and somebody sneezed, unfortunately, the back of the car. But I'm sure it still reduces it greatly. Yeah, well, I'm sure that they're not really, really completely flush with the, the rest of the, the, the vehicle either, you know? No, so, no, you're right. No. Well, well, I mean, according to the lads that got them made, they were custom made for their cars. Have you got yeah, one? Well, uh, Are you a taxi yeah, driver, no, yeah? I am, yeah. I, I went up about it, I, I got the template and the whole app, but when I heard that, I, I changed my mind. And um, I, I'm working now, I'm not using it, but... Um, so so what's, your, what's your rules of your taxi? Do you, do you let people in the front seat? I do, yeah. Okay, and you asked them to wear a mask? No, I haven't. Um, I, I'm convinced I had the virus myself because I came back from, from holiday in Tenerife there around the end of December and I was very sick for nearly two months, you know? Right, okay. And uh, nobody told me that I, I had the COVID or anything. And I, I went to my doctor. I was at Pinnacillin for a few weeks. And did you have pneumonia? Uh, you probably had pneumonia as well, did you? 
I don't know. I, I didn't mean I don't. I kept, I kept kind of going, you know, but I was really sick for the first week. Uh, every time I coughed, I was, I was getting sick and everything, you know? Right, so, okay. And, and I get the flu injection every year as well. Right. So, um, it took me an awful long time to shake it off, so I, I kind of convinced I had it, because I couldn't get to see my own doctor either. You know, even, even up to now, every time I ring up, they tell me, uh, come back in three weeks' time, we'll see how we are. I heard you on the program last week or so about that as well, you know? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. I mean, I, 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 had a, I had a bad case of that last year too, you know. And mind you, I haven't got the I haven't got the flu vaccination. I've never got it. Um, and look, it's been successful some years, it's been unsuccessful other years. You know, I, it's a, we've had the flu for nearly a hundred years now. And we haven't managed to get a virus that works or an anti- a vaccine that works. So I, I'm nearly sixty-seven, and I get the, I've been getting the flu injection since I'm fifty, and I, well, only once I ever got some sick, you know. So yeah, so I, it's kind of reduced. It okay, well, yeah. okay. So you won't be you won't be putting up a screen anyway. No. Yeah. Plus, plus, as you said, there was, there was issues with the insurance company as well. Well, I, I think the, the, there's no guidelines at the point that he's making. Yes. All right. So we, we, we were kind of in limbo there as well, so... Okay. So we still haven't got a proper answer to that either. All right. Well, listen. I, I hope that works out well for you and uh, safe journeys. All right. And then we go to Frank as well. Frank, you're on Classic Kids. How are you, Frank? How are you, Noel? Okay. Uh, you were saying basically just obey the rules. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you think, Noel? What do you think the Irish are an intelligent bunch of people? Ah, stop, Jesus Frank. That's a tough question. No, think about it. though, serious. Some of them are, and some of them are thick. Well, I'll tell you, Noel. When did this kick off? COVID was it January, February, February, February. I have me and me left eyeball have been listening about masks since then, and I'm absolutely sick of it. I flick over the Sky News. Fox News, CNN. Wear masks, don't wear masks. Wear Trumpy masks, don't lands, wear masks. Trumpy lands. No, in fairness, you know. Yeah. You don't be crapping on about it as much as the Irish. Now, listen, Noel, be the taxi man. My opinion is it's simple. The driver wears his mask, okay? And every time a passenger gets in, he keeps the mask. He or she keeps the mask on. When they get out of the car, he or she then wipes it down with a wipe. All right? That taxi's but out. Yeah, but yeah, but the, the data and the science says that the mask doesn't protect the wearer. It protects the people around them. Yeah, but if someone is talking and spitting out of their mouth noise and yeah. coughing and sneezing, it's going to protect the driver, all right? No, no. If somebody is is in the the, the dry pa- passenger seat and next minute they do a you know a, a, an unfortunate sneeze, you know you can get caught off guard sometimes. Of course, of course. Well, the driver's at risk then. That's what that's what they're saying. But if the driver Allegedly. has a mask, noise, whatever comes his way is not going to go into his mouth or his uh, nose, like. Which is we good now. His eyes, yeah. Well, let him wear a pair of safety goggles. Like safety goggles. <laughs> you can't have a driver of a taxi wearing right. masks and right. safety but goggles and PPE. I'm going to be hated now for this, Noel. He's driving. The, He's not performing an operation. That's the unfortunate business they're in, Noel. Okay? And like any business, if you're not happy in it, you don't feel safe in it. I mean, any time there's a taxi fella onto you, Noel, over the years, he's cribbing and crying that he can't make money. The first guy is in it 25 years. So it must be a fantastic business. Then yeah, but then, in fairness, there's a lot of taxi drivers are older guys. There's a lot of retired people are taxi drivers, by the way, uh, are older guys, and they would be a little bit more vulnerable to the virus. Now, I mean, if you're a young buck at 35 years of age, I wouldn't be too concerned about you. Well, unfortunately, Noel, I can't talk really. I'm not on about taxi drivers because I'm not in that position. It's up to each, he or she, individual person, whatever way they're going to approach this. Are you wearing a mask? Are you wearing masks? No, no. But listen to me. Public transport, Noel, the law, if the law is introduced, the Irish will start doing what they're told. It's simple. 
the busman stops or a stop Noel and you've no mask, you don't get on. Next customer plays. Yeah, no, but why? Yeah, but you know, you can't. Yeah, but the bus driver can't be making those kind of calls because what happens if? But well, what happens? Hold on for a second, Frank. What happens if Frank, who has COPD, for example, is standing at the bus stop and doesn't wear a mask because it affects his COPD? Pay your bill, and Frank has to walk. Uh, but how can Frank walk if he has COPD? He's not going to walk listen, home five or six listen, miles. Listen, Noel. Listen. Let him get a member of the family to bring him in. You see, this is what's wrong with the Irish Noel. They want someone to knock the door in the morning and put their socks on. And lead the way. So you're telling me that vulnerable people shouldn't be allowed to travel on public transport because they can't wear masks? If the laws, the laws, Noel, if you have to wear a mask, you have to wear a mask. If they don't want to wear a mask, make your own way to But the whole idea of the data and the science is that we wear the masks, the healthy, the, the healthy people, so Noel wears a mask because he's healthy to protect Frank who has COPD who doesn't have to wear a mask probably. That's the way that the kind of science works. <laughs> Noel, I'm only on to you today. I'm, by the way, I know you don't have COPD, Frank. I'm just Listen. saying it. I'm just, my point is, if they introduce something and make it mandatory and make it law that you have to go along with the flow, do it. And then the but that's easy for you to say. You're not in a situation where you can't wear a mask. There are a lot of elderly people who, with breathing difficulties who can't wear a mask. And we're, as, we're as supposed to wear them to protect them. As I said, that's... So, at, walk, the, okay, walk. The debate, Noel, the debate uh, earlier on, Noel, was about public transport. Yep. And as far as I'm concerned, if they introduce and make it law that you and me have to wear a mask, we wear a mask. Oh, walk I home. can't be worried about other people, Noel. Right. Exactly. Or don't use it, Noel. Here we go to Ken. Ken, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Ken? How are you now? How are things? Good. You're living in Portugal. Well, I'm just here for the winter, yeah. All right. Oh, just for the winter, Ken. You know yourself. Yeah, yeah just to... Stayed. <laughs> stayed a bit longer. Yeah, you did, yeah. Just for the... It's well for some, isn't it? They could just jet set around. What do they call you people? Snowbirds. Uh, retired. <laughs> in America, they, they refer to them as snowbirds, who are people who are avoiding the snow and avoiding the cold weather. Uh, yeah, so, Ken, in, in Portugal, now, there's a possibility, by the way, that Ireland will have an air bridge with Portugal, yeah. i.e. we don't have to quarantine. Um, yeah. I mean, what, what are the restrictions like at the moment? Is everybody wearing masks? Everyone, in, in any building you go into, any restaurant, pub or anything like that, you have to have the mask on. Right, OK. So yeah, even, even if you're going out for a drink or a bite to eat... Well, if you're going inside the restaurant, you must wear the mask on in. You take it off then when you're eating. But if you're eating outside, you don't need to have the mask on at all. Right, okay. And if you go into a pub? If you go into the pub, you have to have the mask in, mask on when you go in. And then when you get your drink, you take the mask off and you can drink away. Or you can just drink outside. You don't need a mask at all. It seems a bit silly, must, it seems a bit silly that you have to wear a mask going in, but you can take it off to drink a pint. Yeah, it seems a bit silly that way, but that's the way they do it. There's no science, but there's no science behind that at all, actually. No, I can't no. see that. But okay, public transport, I'm assuming you have to wear it on public transport. Yeah, 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 essential, yeah, you have to wear it. And is there, fine? is there fines? There is, yeah, yeah, they're fine. It's compulsory. Okay. And everyone seems to be doing it. I haven't seen anyone. I've seen people come to the supermarket, stand at the door and say, oh, God, I forgot my mask, and turn around again and go. Right. Back home again to get their mask. Well, or borrow a mask off the friend, or try and get a mask off someone, or buy a mask. Right, I wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't be recommending you borrow them off a friend no, with their dirty spit inside of that. Jeez. Okay, I've so someone. Go ahead. Someone getting, going, going to coffee shops to get coffee, and they forgot the coffee, but they were drinking outside. So he just asked another lady beside him just to go in and buy the coffee for him. He just gave her the money. All oh, right. Okay. And she went. She put her mask on, went in, bought the coffee, came out and handed it to him. Right. Okay. I, okay. I get you. I get you. And yeah. what at the moment? The obviously tourists are going to start coming back into Portugal again. They are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you in one of the tourist areas, or? 
We are in Albufeira, yeah. Okay, in Albufeira. Okay, so it's a very popular holiday destination. Yeah, so uh, yeah. are they prepared, do you think, for tourism? They had two bank holidays here about uh, uh, two weeks ago, a Wednesday and a Thursday, and a lot came down from the north, down from Lisbon and Porto, and it was fairly busy, but it didn't seem to increase. Everyone had their masks on. Okay, and what are the, I mean, at the moment, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you watch TV each night. I don't know whether you're... You, yeah, yeah. We have RT, yeah. yeah. Okay, but, but you, what about the Portuguese television? I mean, I mean, what are the kind of cases and deaths like in Portugal now at the moment, or have they suppressed the virus almost completely it's now? increasing slightly. I was looking there this morning. It's increasing slightly. Okay. So how many, and when you say yeah. increasing, how many cases or deaths would they have on a daily basis? They have about, oh, on a daily basis, but they have about 1,500 deaths now at the moment. Okay. About 35,000 cases, which is not bad for... For the population size, yeah. Yeah, 10 million plus people. Of course, yeah. Well, well, then they've had half the amount of cases and half the amount of deaths of Ireland, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is is not bad, as I said, for the size of the country. It's not bad for Portugal, yeah. Okay. And generally speaking, people are compliant. People are wearing the masks. um, Yeah, yeah. And if they don't... So so if I get on public transport and I have no mask, what happens to me? Am I kicked off or do I get a fine? I don't think they'll let you on. I don't use public transport, but uh, I don't think you'll be allowed on without the mask. And what about, chil- what about just- children? Say, Yeah, I think under, I can't remember the, uh, the age, I think probably 10 or 11, you know. You don't have to wear they one. They don't wear, yeah, small children, you don't wear a mask. And what about those who may have illnesses, COPD or breathing difficulties? Do they, is, do they get a, a get-out-of-jail-free card as well? I don't know. I haven't seen anyone anywhere without a mask in the shops or restaurants or pubs, so I don't know. I don't know anyone that has any breathing difficulties. So. Right, okay, so the, so everybody seems to be doing it anyway, either way. Yeah, everyone just seems to be doing it, yeah. Makes life easier, I suppose. Okay, yeah, and, yeah. and just for people who are thinking of heading off to Albufeira, by the way, the weather today, nice and warm, Ken? About 28 degrees. It's dropped uh, now a bit. The last few days are very warm, but it's come down now a bit, so it's, it's nice and comfortable. In 28 degrees, nice and comfortable. Yeah. I'm sure people are yeah, yeah. looking forward to it. it. Well, it's nice and sunny here today. It's about 20, 22 degrees here today, so it's nice yeah, and sunny. Yeah, there is a good few tourists around. Yeah. You know? And, and where, are they, where are they mainly coming from? Germany, France? Well, uh, I think the Faroe Airport now is open again. There's a good few planes coming from Amsterdam and Belgium, about two a day, I think. Are they letting the English but, in? Because England still seems to have yeah, a huge problem. Yeah. That's yeah, that's yeah. surprising that they're letting England in because England obviously had the worst were worst hit in Europe. Um, I think they want them back. They need them back. They need the money. Yeah, you can really? fly into Lisbon. You can fly into Lisbon all through the, the lockdown. Right. Yeah, well, uh, right. Never doing about five flights. Well, I, I think it's, the flying in was never the uh, is not the problem, and it still isn't the problem. The the, the problem yeah. is when you come back that you have to go into quarantine for two weeks. That's yeah. the problem for yeah. people, and that's why people won't go there. Yeah, but yeah, but I yeah. think they're supposed to be uh, removed. Well, there's talk of them removing that now in the coming weeks, um, yeah. where you. But only to certain countries, and Portugal is included in those countries. So, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. yeah. We we're coming back in July, so we we'll probably have to stay in for two weeks when we go back. I well, hopefully not, because by the time you're coming yeah. back, I think they will have removed that probably. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll see. All right. Well, listen, well, listen, Ken. Best of luck. Wish you well. All right. Okay. Thanks. Okay, thanks. Nice. Thank you. Enough. Let me go to Liz. Liz, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Liz? Hi, now. Um, are you going to wear a mask? No. If I can avoid it now, because I just, I can't bear it on my face, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I can't bear them on my face either. Now, thankfully, I'm not, I don't use public transport, so. Well, I do. I, I use four buses a day going to and from work, so. If it, be, if it is, they're going to make it mandatory, it'll be a case of sorting out other transport, because I won't be doing it. I won't be putting a mask on my face. Right, okay. I think it's ridiculous to even be bringing them in at this stage. 
I just don't it's understand. Kind of, well, it's kind of bringing it in after horses bolted, really, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And I just, like, I made a couple of points in my text. Like, I don't understand. A couple of days ago, at a state funeral, there was hundreds of people all gathered together with not a mask between them. Mm-hmm. And yet they turn around and try and tell me that to you and the bus, I have to wear one. Well, you, well, yeah, but the idea of you wearing one is not to protect yourself, it's to protect other people, I suppose. And, and that's what I, they're I, saying, I and that's the science, that. yeah. Yeah, and I do, I, like, I, I get that point, but I just, and it, to me, they just continuously contradict themselves. Well, they do contradict themselves quite a lot. And it's getting ridiculous now. Like, we were told a few weeks ago, they was eradicated in the community. So if it's eradicated in the community, where's the need for them? Well, I would, I, I would agree with you, Liz. Then I see the mandatory, <laughs> then I see the necessity, do you know what I mean? Well, I suppose they're thinking to themselves that if we're going to start opening the country up to tourism, which seems to be the plan, um, that we are going to have people coming from other countries. And now, mind you, there'll be other countries which have, you know, low rates like us. There'd be Germany, France, Portugal, Greece, possibly as well. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the idea is to stop it from spreading. But even to that, to me, the country, like literally at the moment, uh, borders are only close to tourism. But you can fly in here if you're coming for work. Yeah. You can drive down from Northern Ireland and do whatever the hell you like in the country, including not social distance, and the guards can do nothing about it because apparently they don't have jurisdiction over those people. Well, no, because so we have, we have, it's a common travel area. Closed. Yeah, exactly. So to me, the borders are only partially closed as it is. It's only closed to tourism because, like, Keelan's had no problem flying people in to walk their farms. Like, the HSE had no problem flying in nurses and all because they thought they'd need the help. So you can fly into the country, no problem, if you're here for walk. But, but, but if you want to go on holidays, you can't. Yeah. yeah, and to me, that's ridiculous. You know, they contradict themselves at every turn in this country, and to me, it's just, it's starting to sound ridiculous. Well, I, I, I'm not going to completely disagree with you. There's a huge amount of contradictions. <clears throat> we talked earlier on, for example, about simple things like a mammogram won't be available until September, but yet we can open a pub next week. So discri- it really is disgraceful. I feel so sorry for any woman or man, for that matter, for screening for cancer tests that have, that have had their, their screening cancelled or have had appointments cancelled. I think it's just a disgrace, especially since the hospitals didn't see the impact that they were predicting. Mm-hmm. What would you, you do, know? by the way, Liz, getting back to the mask, what would you do if they bring in, and there's a possibility because they've talked about it, that you have to wear them in shopping centres and shops? I don't know. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to try and make arrangements with somebody that I work with, maybe to try carpool or something that maybe they could pick me up. I would have to make other arrangements. No, but what about? Yeah, but what about shops? How would you get into a shop then? And if you, even the shop thing, the, the shop thing is really to me that's just an annoyance because it could, if it was lashing rain today, and I go into a shop and I haven't taken my hood down on my jacket. I'll be stopped by a security guard and told to remove my hood because I can't be identified on security cameras. But yet they're going to all of a sudden let all of these people walk in with a face cover. Well, that I, can't be identified on security cameras. Well, yeah, I know, but it, I suppose their argument is it's for a different purpose. It's an medical emergency and all that kind of carry on. And I know I get you. No, I get you. The, we, we do contradict ourselves. Yeah, and, and by the way, the risk of you actually contracting COVID-19 in a shop, you know, is slim to none. completely minimal. I just... I just think the government at this stage, like, for whatever reason, it does suit them to keep this tight leash of control on us all. And to tell, and I just, at this stage I am, I'm finding it ridiculous. Well, when, like, I, when I spoke to the NRU there earlier on, they were talking about this cultural change going forward, that even when COVID-19 is gone, that, you know, the suggestion that maybe we might want to see masks on public transport all the time, 
I see this is this is what's happening here now. There's a cultural change. Yeah. And and, and whatever about the idea of wearing them during this time, you know, if people want to wear them and they want the government want to bring it in for public transport, so yes, that's fine. You know, I'm all for that. Off you go and do it. If you want to do it, I don't use public transport, so I don't care. But in saying that, this idea of a culture change going forward, I'm not happy about that at all. And neither am I. And I, I'm starting to feel like I'm being forced into a cultural change. You know that way? I'm starting to think like they're imposing it on us as opposed to say like, well, we we should be doing this or we could be doing this. I mean, I don't want to see Dublin being like, you know, Hong Kong where people walk around wearing masks. And to clarify, by the way, people always use Hong Kong as an example. People in Hong Kong never wore masks to protect themselves against viruses. They wore masks because of the population. And the pollution, yeah. pollution, yeah. So like, I think... As I said, I do. I think using things like this as examples and Asian countries that do wear them, like, even down from the government using them as examples, I just think it's ridiculous. But what I find even more ridiculous is... Logically, know yeah, that they wear them for a different reason. You had Leo Varadkar and Simon Harris doing their campaign the other day and Shane Ross on a Lewis or a bus or whatever it was wearing their mask, right? I watched the video of the press conference and where they were doing this campaign. The three of them got on the bus. They were no more than a foot apart getting onto yeah. the bus and there was a crowd of uh, uh, press people around them, right? And when they walked on the bus, they walked on together. So they're close beside each other, right? When they got on the bus, they put on the masks. I have never, maybe I'm wrong, but I have never seen Leo, Simon or anybody else wear a mask outside of that particular day. I have never seen them wear them. Exactly. I, could be, I could be wrong. Now, I'm sure Leo I, wears one in the hospitals. But I just, that's what I mean. I just, uh, like, uh, half the time they're coming out saying, oh, you all have to do this and you all have to do that, but the rules are different for them. It does, it does to seem do to be say as we, you know, do as we say and not as, not as we do. Uh, exactly. well, well, let me go to Paul as well, because Paul, you're on Classic Kids. Paul, I mean, look, you know, if they, if they bring him in, it's mandatory, so be it. We have to do it then. It's not the case, I suppose, isn't it? No, I won't be wearing them on public transport. I won't be wearing them in shops. Well, you won't be allowed on public transport if you don't wear it. Well, I've the bus will be getting delayed then because I won't be getting off it. Um, see, but you can't do that, Paul. There's enough, there's enough things that are happening in oil, right? This, this is all nonsense. Your man, your man they called uh, Professor uh, Lockdown from England. So he, he, he was the one that got America and Europe locked down and he even broke his own rules. Well, he, he did break his own. He did break his own rules, yeah. You're right. The government were flying people into pick strawberries as well while this is all going on. You know, it's all, yeah, but they're, but they're all things that went wrong, and you're right, and those kind of things shouldn't happen. I understand that. But the government are bringing this in based on what they believe is scientific evidence. Mind you, the people who are advocating it and promoting it, uh, we've had them on this show at the start of the lockdown, and they said ma- that masks are useless. So I don't, I don't understand why they've suddenly changed their mind, uh, because masks have been around for hundreds of years. And, uh, you know, if we did have science and data on them, I'm sure we would have had them you know, four months ago, rather than just having to wait until now to find the science and data. But anyway, get back to it. They're now saying that for you, you're wearing a mask. It's not to protect you, Paul. It's to protect, say, you know, some elderly woman who might have COPD or might have diabetes or might be very elderly and frail and more vulnerable than you. Yeah, I can understand that. And, and it's kind of, and the suggestion is that if you don't wear a mask, that you're being selfish. Well, here, the truth is, if people want to wear masks that have the fear in them, they can wear them. We won't be wearing them. But it's, but yeah, but it's not about what you say about the fear. Now, I know there's a load of them out there wearing masks. Uh, first, it's a fashion statement. And there's other ones out there wearing it because they're absolutely paranoid. And I get that. And, you know, I think it's all a bit silly. But in saying that, there are people who are wearing them for the right reasons who believe I'm wearing this to protect other people in case I sneeze. Yeah, you know when I first came out, when this first started, I did wear the mask, Noel, for two weeks, and my throat was killing me. My throat was killing me from wearing the mask. 
I said, no, I'm not wearing them. Yes, well, if you're wearing them for long, I mean, the advice by the best experts in the world is you don't wear a mask for more than 20 minutes. That's the advice for best experts. But in saying that, you know, when we're, we're talking about public transport, you will only be on a bus for 20 minutes or half an hour anyway. Yeah. You know, the same doing your shopping, like, you're only 20 minutes, half an hour. But I, I don't know how they're going to work that out on a plane when you're wearing them for a long time, but people are probably going to have to wear it. You and know? that chap there, that chap that Carly had on a few minutes ago saying the, uh, that the people that had no mask in the shop had to go home and get a mask, that's ridiculous. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.